There are three big problems with used vehicle appraisals. One, manually sifting through comp vehicles. Two, old book values and ghost comps. Three, no recon visibility. You can solve them all with AutoVision. Now available from Reynolds & Reynolds. Learn more at reyrey.com slash used cars. That's R-E-Y, R-E-Y dot com slash used dash cars. Want to dive deeper into the topics you hear about on Daily Drive? We're offering listeners a special offer, 20% off a one-year Automotive News digital subscription. That gets you access to all of our news, information, and analysis made for automotive industry leaders like you. Go to autonews.com slash daily drive promo to redeem. Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, February 15th, 2024. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News in Detroit. And I'm Jake Neer in Detroit and for Kellen Walker. Today on the show, the UAW strike took a bite out of Stellantis's earnings in the second half. One public retail group is standing out with net income up, we'll explain why. And Continental will cut more than 7,000 jobs in its auto unit. Plus, Reynolds & Reynolds president Chris Walsh joins the show to talk about how the changing retail landscape is exposing both challenges and new opportunities for the company and its customers. Inventory is certainly a challenge and we, you know, we want to insert ourselves you know, into that process in any way that we can where it adds value to help them you know, get better. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Stellantis saw operating profit fall 10% in the second half of 2023. As you might imagine, the prolonged UAW strike was a major factor. The automaker's adjusted operating profit fell to about $11 billion in the period. Adjusted operating income margin dropped to 11.2%, down from 12.3% the year before. Full-year net income totaled about $20 billion, leading to annual profit-sharing payouts to about 38,000 UAW employees of $13,860. That's down more than 6% from last year's checks of $14,760. Sonic seems to have found a way to increase net profits, while other large retail groups see those margins shrink. Sonic's fourth quarter net income jumped to $39 million. That's compared with a $190 million loss a year earlier. That quarter included charges for writing down the asset value for its used vehicle-only brand, Echo Park. One asterisk, the group's gross profit on each new vehicle sold dropped, and Echo Park continued to operate at a loss. Fourth quarter revenue for 2023 was flat year over year at $3.6 billion. Sonic posted record annual revenue of $14.4 billion, up 2.7% from 2022. Continental is cutting more than 7,000 positions in its struggling auto unit. It hopes the move will make the business more competitive for the complex shift to electric vehicles and digital offerings. The cuts will affect more than 3.5% of the German supplier's global workforce. Continental says more than 1,700 positions in research and development will go, with the remaining 5,400 cut from administrative roles. About 40% of the reductions will affect employees in Germany. It was unclear how the supplier's planned layoffs will affect its North American operations. And Waymo is issuing a voluntary recall of the software powering its robo-taxi fleet. That's after two Waymo vehicles hit a pickup being towed in Phoenix. You heard that right. Two different vehicles hit the same truck. 
The December 11th incidents prompted software updates in the following weeks, and now this recall. Waymo says it submitted the recall in consultation with NHTSA. The company said the pickup was, quote, persistently angled across a center turn lane and a traffic lane. So the Waymo vehicles failed to discern how the tow truck and pickup would move. The company describes the incidents as minor. Neither vehicle had any passengers. And those are today's headlines. So, Jamie, as these retail earnings have been trickling in, there's been this pattern emerging. You know, mm-hmm. revenue seems to be up, but profits are shrinking. And then today we get Sonic's results, which seem to stand out. Uh, can you put a little context around their gain in uh, in that profit? Yeah, I mean, the, the big way that Sonic was an outlier is that they had a big loss a year ago when everybody else was making a lot of money. Uh, overall, the the whole retail market is getting squeezed. They made outsized profits in 2022 and uh, 2021, and even most of 2023 uh, when vehicles were scarce. But over the course of the year, we got more inventory. Consumers had more choice, a little more leverage on the dealership, uh, what they wanted to buy and who they wanted to buy it from. So we've seen profit margins squeezed across the board. If you look at Sonic uh, taking away the one-time items, their adjusted net income fell 42%, which is kind of in line with the big drops we've seen. You know, But it's always better to make money than lose money. And for people who may not have been listening to our previous conversations about this, with revenues increasing, that must mean costs are going up? Yeah, that's right. The revenues are up because they're selling more vehicles, but they're also having to buy more vehicles in order to make those sales. So the, the inventory costs are, are higher as well, for sure. Very interesting. Uh, We will obviously continue to follow this and you can get all of the most recent earnings news at autonews.com. Coming up, Reynolds & Reynolds president Chris Walsh joins the show. That's next on Daily Drive. Data is the backbone of your used vehicle department, but finding the right data and using it to build accurate comp sets can be difficult. How often do you find yourself making manual adjustments to pricing recommendations? Reynolds' newest inventory management solution, AutoVision, can help. Jose Mendoza, General Manager at San Leandro Honda, explains how AutoVision sets his business apart. Everybody's going on third-party vendor sites to see what they're priced at out there. Everybody's uh, looking at auction data. Everybody's looking at transaction data, if you can get it. So the only thing that, that that really is going to make a difference for you is what you're selling them at. So I, I think you have to weigh that a little bit heavier than you do everything else. It doesn't matter if the market says you can sell this car for $30,000 if the last three you've sold have been at 27. We have reports set up through our DMS, through, through Reynolds and Reynolds, and through AutoVision, which is what we use for our uh, used cars. And, and we have reports set up in those. And it's something that that I think is is important to constantly be talking about and constantly be be going over. AutoVision can help you run your used vehicle department with precise comp sets, real-time inventory data, and reconditioning insights. Visit reyrey.com slash used dash cars to find out more. That's R-E-Y, R-E-Y dot com slash used dash cars. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Jake Neer. 
Retail tech giant Reynolds & Reynolds says it's in good shape heading into 2024, but the landscape for its dealership customers is changing, and that opens up plenty of new challenges and opportunities for the business. That's according to Reynolds & Reynolds President Chris Walsh. I caught up with him at the 2024 NADA show in Las Vegas. Chris Walsh, welcome to Daily Drive here at the Automotive News booth at the NADA show in Las Vegas. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Good to see you. Good to see you. So this is such a big showcase for vendors and partners of dealers. What are you highlighting this year? Uh, well, a couple of things. Well, we made it a, an acquisition earlier this year, a company called AutoVision, uh, which is a you know used vehicle marketing, merchandising, an acquisition tool. Uh, it really kind of marries really well with Recontract, which is a reconditioning platform we bought a couple years ago. So, you know, the, the, the combination of those two uh, products, we think, can really streamline the workflow when it comes to, you know, acquiring used vehicles and getting them through the, you know, the process of reconditioning and getting them uh, on the lot with a price on them. Uh, that, that's a big deal for us. We're highlighting our uh, Goobagoo customer data mm -hmm. uh, platform, so showing what we can do to help dealers you know, kind of aggregate, you know, data to get a better idea of what customers are looking for and looking to do so they can, uh, you know, that's more actionable and that they can, uh, you know, uh, you know, have better, more relevant conversations with customers. Uh, that's a big focus for us. Uh, AI, uh, kind of a big buzzword, you yeah. know, in the industry right now. Uh, we're doing a lot with our CRM tool focus okay. uh, with AI, so we're spending a lot of time uh, talking about that. Those are some of the biggest ones. What is what is your uh, strategy on AI and the CRM? Is it how does what does it try to unlock? Well, think about it as you know, almost like a digital system, right? So if you can marry you know a phone system with a CRM to the phone numbers that mm -hmm. a customer is calling in on, you know, you can leverage AI technology to transcribe those phone conversations, mm -hmm. and then you can use something called tagging, where you can kind of tag on to keywords that the customer or whoever is calling. You know, says in the, in the phone that gets transcribed. So then you take that transcription and you can move that into like almost like a daily work plan. So think about someone calling in that maybe says things like, you know, I'm ready to buy or I'm close to buy or I had a really bad experience in your service department yesterday. You know, I'm very upset. Those kinds of, you know, words that, that we can capture can give a sales manager or a general manager an idea of who do I need to talk to today? Who's at the top of my list, you know, to go talk to? So we think that's just kind of the beginning of it. Uh, we can do a lot more from a service perspective and streamlining things for service advisors and getting the consumer through the service reception and repair process a little quicker. So we're excited with, with the potential uh, that we see in AI. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, that sounds really smart and uh, not risky. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's, especially with the generative AI, uh, people get a little excited and, and that's one of the maybe less, less trustworthy parts of, of using machine learning or data, heavy data analysis. Yeah, we have some experience with it. So when we acquired the Google platform, you know, their chat platform leverages AI. So you right. may be chatting with a bot or, you know, something on AI, and then the question you ask, it knows that that question needs to be answered by a human being, not by AI, so it'll transition. So it'll flow back and forth depending on the questions that are being asked. So we've had some experience in it. We've also seen the power of it and how, mm -hmm. how you know how good of a tool it can be, you know, providing a different experience for consumers. Do you use it internally as well in running Not the company? as much yeah. as we probably could, mm -hmm. uh, but we do use it a little bit internally, you know, to help us make better decisions. Yeah. 
Uh, we use it some for brainstorming and stuff. I don't know if I trust it for making decisions, at least the stuff we do, but yeah. it, it definitely, when you're just trying to throw some ideas together, yeah. it can be useful. Yeah. Uh, you also recently had a new uh, integration with Carfax. We did. Uh, tell me about that. Why, why is it important? Why is it helpful? Well, I think it's important because, you know, Car well, Carfax in this case, but in, in lots of third parties, you know, they play an important part in, you know, making this ecosystem kind of work and helping retailers, you know, do the things that they need to do in whatever area that that third party happens to touch. So in this case, you know, Carfax is, a, you know, a major player in the industry and it made sense to provide integration with our DMS because it helps our dealers, you know, be more successful. Any other new uh, partnerships or integrations we should discuss? Oh, we got a couple. So we got uh, Chew Video is a partnership that we had. So that's what we we leverage their video platform to provide videos from the service department. So think about when te technicians are doing walkarounds and they're videotaping a car, and the consumer gets that videotape and they can hear the technician talking about what needs to be done, the work that they're doing and other things that they see. We know that the, the visual aspect of that is really powerful. So we partnered with them just because that's what they're really, really good at. And rather than us try to reinvent the wheel, it made sense to just leverage somebody who's doing it you know, today and is really, really good at it. The other one is uh, TrueSpot. So anything that starts with True, apparently <laughs> we like to partner with. Look out, True Car. So TrueSpot <laughs> is, you know, we have KeyTrack, which I think you know, people are familiar with. And what KeyTrack does is, you know, it controls, you know, an asset that you have, in this case, keys. Uh, so you know when a salesperson checks out the key, you know that it's with, you know, Charlie Smith. Uh, but you don't know exactly where the key is, and you definitely don't know where the vehicle is. What TrueSpot does is it adds vehicle location services to that whole equation. So now you know where the vehicle is. So think about a couple of different things. Think about, you know, getting ready to take a vehicle through the reconditioning process. You know, if the service department has to spend a lot of time finding the vehicle, that's not, not a very efficient workflow for them. Think about uh, metro dealers that may have off-site parking that you got to go to that may be in a garage and may have, you know, four or five, six different levels. You know, to try to find the vehicle is, you know, can be terribly inefficient. If you got a customer that's waiting for a test drive or just wants to look at the vehicle, you know, it's adding you know, delays to that process, yeah. you know, and everybody's looking to streamline that and make it go quicker. I would imagine that's also useful as an uh, anti-theft uh, technology. Absolutely, yeah. Both protecting the keys and where the cars and are. where the vehicle is, yeah. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Uh, so, um, any news with the business? Is the, the ownership is just staying with the estate, or is there any sort of a IPO or transaction in the works? Yeah, there's, a, there's been no changes in ownership. Uh, at Reynolds, nor will there be any changes in ownership for the foreseeable future. I mean, we're a very, you know, stable company. Uh, we're very happy with the changes that we've made and how we partner with our customers, how we partner with the industry in general, you know, OEMs, and, you know, the, the results that we've seen from doing these things have been very tangible to us. We've seen, you know, uh, higher customer retention numbers than we've ever seen. We've seen higher customer acquisition numbers than we've that we've ever seen and some of our strategic product sales have been higher than we've ever seen. So we're really happy with what we're doing there. Uh, we have no intentions of uh, uh, you know, being sold or even inquiring about uh, being acquired. Uh, and so I'm wondering, does how does the sort of re return to the pre-pandemic economics, uh, heavy inventory, maybe more discounting. How, does any of that play into how your business operates, what you're selling to dealers, what they need? Yeah, we, we try to be, you know, really responsive to what's going on in the market. And you know, I spent a lot of time 
uh, traveling around, talking to customers. And I certainly talk about, you know, how we're doing, you know, as a technology partner with them. I want to know where we can get better there, uh, what they think about our products and where, where we're really doing well and where maybe they could use some help. Maybe they've got holes uh, out there that they don't see other technology that can help them uh, plug. But we also spend a lot of time talking about their business and what are the challenges you know, that they're facing. So inventory is certainly one, and it varies a little bit by OEM, um, but you know, it's certainly a challenge, and we, you know, we want to insert ourselves you know, into that process in any way that we can, where it adds value to help them you know, get better, whether it's through products, or whether it's through services, or things like you know, utilization of our products and services. Yeah, with uh, with new car margins getting compressed from their inflated states, I'm sure every every bit of efficiency helps for the dealers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're you know they're we're we're, we're going back to some sort of a new normal. I think it's always going to be different from what it was uh, before, but I think we you know kind of normalized a little bit, and uh, you know I, I feel like the industry is going in the right direction. We certainly have affordability you know issues out there you mm -hmm. know on, on vehicles uh, use the new, so that's you know a challenge. I think the OEMs are stepping up a little bit and doing some things there uh, to try to help. And from our perspective, you know, we're really focused on workflow. Like how can we help, you know, the workflow, whether it's in on the, the retail side, whether it's in fixed operations or whether it's in, you know, the accounting and finance office. Or what can we do there to help streamline things so they can be more efficient and effective with, with the people that they have? So ideally, you know, they can grow uh, as things start to normalize and not have to add more people. Chris Walsh from Reynolds & Reynolds, thank you so much for joining me today on Daily Drive. Thanks, Jamie. Good to be here. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Jake Neer, in for Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News journalists Julie Walker and Molly Boygon for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on retail tech, earnings results, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation with dealers about how they view the slowing demand for EVs and what it says about the future of the industry. We picture it a lot higher percentage sales in the next three to five years. It's probably going to be a little bit longer than that, uh, but it is here. It's, it's here to stay. It's just been a little bit slower for some of the public to really want to engage with. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode.